And again, it's our annual Christmas Literacy Edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. It's our pick of what we believe are some of the best books for children this holiday season. For a complete list of all the books that we selected this year, head to social media, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like, follow, and share there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. My next guest is Jess Redmond. The title of the book is Season of Light. It's our pleasure to welcome Jess Redmond to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Jess. How are you? Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Rodney. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It is my pleasure. Now, of course, your book, Season of Light, is one of the books that we chose for our annual Christmas Literacy edition of the show, so we're happy to have you with us. I am so happy, and thank you for choosing the book. Really a delight, especially having a Christmas book, to be able to do things like this around the season. All right. Now, I understand that you became a published poet at the age of six. Tell us about that and how that happened. So that's a little bit of a joke I have, because <laughs> I, I was published in six. But it was one of those like community anthologies where then they get your parents to buy a copy of the book, you know. Um, so I had a little poem in a, in a local anthology. It was called I Read. And the poem went, I read and read and read all day. I never stop for time to play. So I have been a book nerd from day one. For sure. <laughs> so it's all about how you spend it when you have that book published. The way you talk about that is how you spend it. And That's yes, you right. did <laughs> at the That's age of right. six. It was published. That's right. I don't have to let anybody know exactly how. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't, you know. All right. There you go. Now, you have written three middle school books. The book you joined us here this morning to talk about is your debut picture book. How different was it for you to write a picture book as opposed to a middle school novel? That's a great question. It it really is a very different process. And being that this is my first one, I really had to learn um, a lot about how that went. So with the middle grade books, you know, I'm writing the whole book on my own. You know, I'm writing about 40,000 plus words. I'm writing the story. And then there's a lot of back and forth editing with my team. Um, I'm published with Macmillan. So we're going back and forth, making sure everything's perfect. Um, there's a lot of reading and rereading and um, changing things around, making sure the plot flows. Um, whereas with Season of Light, really the heavy lifting is done by the illustrator. So I, it's on the author to think up the idea, to come up with the text, um, and to give ideas for the illustrations. Uh, but then really they're taking those words and putting in a lot of work creating those images that go with it. So I actually wrote the text for this book about three years ago. Um, and then, you know, it finally came out three years later. So it's really, it takes a longer time. And also you have to give up a lot of that control, right? Because you're in a collaborative process with your illustrator. But most of the time, you really don't talk to your illustrator at all. So I gave her notes about how I felt the pages would look, how I would lay it out, how, you know, the characters that I would have, what they would be doing, um, but then it's really up to them to take just those, you know, that little bit of instruction and transform it using their own style and ideas. So um, I had been done with the book, had finished edits, had finished everything I needed to do for nearly a year before I got color pages in the mail that showed me what Ramona had done with the story. So 
All right. So we'll talk about that in a second. But you talked about it. But let's talk about the new book, The Season of Light. How did the idea for this particular book, this holiday book, how did it come about for you, Jess? So I knew that my publisher was was interested in a Christmas book. And I am a huge Christmas fan. Um, (laughs) I've always loved the Christmas season. I love decorating the tree. I love Christmas songs. Like when it's time for Christmas songs to come on the radio, I'm like, well, that's what we're listening to for the next (laughs) month, you know? So (laughs) as soon as you hear Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas, it's like full Christmas, you know? Um, (laughs) And so I was like, this is the story that that I want to tell. And at the time when I wrote it, I had a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And so I was really thinking about sort of the story that I would want them to read, you know, and um, wanted to really focus on a sense of giving and community and these deep honored traditions that we that we want to transmit to our kids, you know, that we want them to view this not just as a time where they give gifts, but as a time where they feel the love and the wonder, where they can be of service to their community, where they can um, think about the kind of people that they want to be. So so is that the uh, overall message of the book? Is that the, the feeling? Is that what you're going for, the overall yeah. message? Yeah. Okay. So the, the last lines are, and though the season doesn't last forever, and the world may not always shine so bright, we can carry Christmas inside us. We can live a lifetime of light. So um, that's kind of the overarching sense that I want kids to take away, and their grown-ups who are reading it with them, you know. All right, so I have a confession to make, Jess, and I feel that we've been talking on the phone for about five minutes now, and I think we know each other well enough to for me to admit this now. So every I'm year, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> so every year we do a recommended summer reading list, and your book, mm-hmm. The Adventure Is Now, has been on my desk for months, and I have not had a chance to read it, but I want to read it. I've moved all Rodney. books to the side. <laughs> But I have not had a chance to read this, but I won't let it go. It's something about this book that's pulling me. So you have to convince me, Jess, why should I pick up this book in the new year and start reading it? Okay, listen, Rodney, I am very happy it's on your desk. I'm less happy you haven't read it yet, but (laughs) I think you definitely should read it. That book was so uh, fun to write, and it's been so fun to do school visits about and talk to kids about. Um... You can see on the cover that it has a boy, his name is Milton, and he's holding a Nintendo Switch, right? So my kids who are into video games are going to love this book. He's standing in sort of this, like, tropical, very brightly colored environment. And so our main character, Milton, has had a super rough year. It's been the worst year of his life, pretty much. And the only thing that makes him feel good is playing his video game. And then he has to spend the summer with his uncle, who is an environmental researcher on an island smack dab in the middle of the Atlantic, and there is no electricity there. So Milton cannot play his video game. He doesn't know what he's going to do on this island, but he ends up finding a field guide. And the guide is in the book. So in the back of the book, you'll see there's an illustrated field guide. And Inside of that guide are clues that readers can solve along with Milton and the friends that he makes on the island, and the clues are going to lead him to a treasure. 
So I got to create this island. I got to make up these really wild, fantastical plants and animals. I got to make all these little puzzle word games and clues that Milton and his friends can solve um, and got to send him on just like a real life adventure instead of just a video game adventure. So he gets to be the hero of the story. All right. All right. So I am going to read it. That's on my New Year's resolution list there. Yes. All right. We're going to read that. All right. All right. We'll report back to you on that. See, I knew I could trust you with that, right? That's right. That's true. (laughs) All you needed was a little prod in the right direction. All right. All right. So this is our annual Christmas literacy edition of the show. What can parents do to promote literacy in the home, not during Christmas, but all year long? What advice would you give to parents? So I would say the research that I've seen has shown over and over again that the best thing that parents can do is to read with their kids. There are some amazing books out now, both books that, you know, as parents that we loved when we were kids, and then there are some amazing books that are coming out every day. Um, Your library stocks an amazing number of books that you can check out. I take my kids to the library probably once a week, and we just, you know, reload and head back home with as many books as we can carry. Um, And so just taking that time to sit with them, to read to them, that also helps kids who to encourage them to learn to read, to be interested in reading, and also keeping some books in the home. So that's another thing that um, I know studies have shown, that if you have books in your house and it it looks like they're important to you, then your kids are going to pick up on that. And they're going to be curious about reading, and they're going to want to make that a part of their lives as well. Okay. And so in my house with my boys who are now teenagers, growing up, Santa was always nice enough to leave books (laughs) on the table, too, under the tree as well, along with the toys. So I think that helped out a lot, too. Santa was very, very into literacy at my house. That is a great idea, yes. And that Santa endorses it, right? Santa is is on board and also just the idea too that a book can be a wonderful gift and then can be an experience that you and your child can have you know sitting together and sharing that moment so um books i think can be some of the best gifts for sure now just when you have the opportunity to talk to young people and they come up to you and they say that you know i want to grow up to be an author just like you what advice do you give to young uh, aspiring authors So my number one advice is always, first of all, to read. So I I once read um, a really popular agent, a literary agent, said, if you want to write a book, go out and read 100 books in the area that you want to write a book in. And I I tell kids that too. Maybe not 100, but start with 5, 10. Start sort of teaching yourself what storytelling feels like. The more that you read, the more you're going to understand how to tell a story. And then this is like, seems really obvious, but write. So writing is a skill. The more that you do it, the better you will get at it. Um, You have to write a lot of things that sound pretty crummy before you (laughs) write something that sounds awesome. You know, Um, it's not going to sound perfect at first, but stick with it. And the more that you do it, the better you'll get. All right. And with that, we're out of time this morning. Jess Redmond, if our listeners would like to find out more about you, more about all your work and all your books, how can they find out more? So I have a website. Uh, it's JessRedmond.com. 
And then I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can just look up Jess Redman, and I should be uh, the top person on there. So I'm always updating, adding videos of read-alouds, teaching guides, book trailers. So definitely come find me and say hi. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rodney, for having me on the show. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.